Welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. What's on your list today, Dave? Man, I will tell you what. I was uh, going down uh, the road and I was, uh, I, at first I had, had heard something on on uh, online and then I kind of forgot about it. I'm going down the road and I see this bar on the back of a semi-truck trailer. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's right. I just heard something about that. That's crazy. And of course, I take it in a weird way personally because it goes all the way back to I could tie myself into a TV show that I watched that affected this person like it's personal to me now right mm -hmm. not at all but still it was like oh that's this person so let me grab a little bit of notes because it's a horrible story <laughs> but <laughs> well, I'm glad we could bring it to the show well, it is it's really sad but but it uh, it created something that saved I could probably countless at this point amount of lives. So what is it called? It's called a Mansfield bar. Mansfield. And it's this okay. bar that's on the back of these semi truck trailers. And I even believe it might even be code to have them. It's like that candy cane look of thing has like red and white reflectors on the back. And it was there due to it's an actress named um, Jane Mansfield. Yeah. There's a picture of it. There it is. Yeah. So I guess that bar there didn't used to exist. Mm -hmm. And this actress, James Mansfield, Mansfield was in a vehicle with her driver, her lawyer, and three of her kids in the back seat. Mm. And I think this was 1960, 1967, on June 28th to boot. Mm. And um, well, anyways, they were behind a vehicle in Mississippi, and I guess it was one of these semi-trucks or whatever that was spraying this fogger out for mosquitoes and stuff. And so it was having a hard time seeing. Well, they plowed in the back of this semi-truck that didn't have a oh, Mansfield yeah. bar. Mm -hmm. Well, it killed all, all, all the adults. Uh, it spared the three kids. Oh, wow. Right. Um, Do you know what kind of car it was? You know, it did say... I. It did say on there. Some sort of sedan, right? Because there's I a lot of like, I thought it was like a great big Lincoln or something. I can't okay. recall 100%, but it, it was mentioned in, in a few of these mm. articles that I read. Um, but it did talk about, about uh, did, their car. So did they just get jacked up like underneath of the back of the, the bumper and the bumper was what killed everyone? Yeah, I believe so, as they oh, rammed the back man. of that trailer and uh, oh my it, gosh. it just killed them. Um, and so this is where the, where I tied it in was if you happen to watch law and order, Olivia Benson or whatever on, 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 uh, law and order, she's one of the surviving kids. That's her daughter. Oh, wow. And, and her name, bear with me, is Mariska Haggerty. Hmm. And I probably butchered her name, but, um. It, my wife and I used to watch that oh, show yeah. okay. all the time. Yeah. And so then I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Olivia. <laughs> you know, not even know what her real name is. Okay, so there's but a picture. This is, this is one of the children in the back. That survived, yeah. Oh my gosh. And, you know, if you're going to do anything, it's a terrible way to die. Like I said, it, it is tragic. Horrible story. But oh, they, they did something good with it. She's beautiful. Wow, Jane Mansfield. Yep. Yeah, she's classic looking like movie star. Yep. And uh you know, I will say that you know, 
I don't know how many other people had gotten hurt prior to this, but mm-hmm. took a, maybe it took a movie star for them to hear or care. But regardless, it's mm-hmm. here now. But and that um, and that's a standard thing. Is it is it law then, or is it just a? Yep. Okay. Uh, I will. T- I would actually go so far as I'm going on a limb here. If you see something without that, mm-hmm. you should probably call it in. Yeah. <laughs> or not trailing behind. Yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. Get the hell out of there. You know, so, mm-hmm. and, and I know that some of them, like, like some of those trucks, they're kind of like uh, with a trailer hook, not a, really a trailer, but the van style. Mm-hmm. They actually have a bumper onto it. So there's not one necessary. I did some research about mm-hmm. that. Go to wait a minute because I'm looking, you mm-hmm. know, like you were saying, what do you, you know, is it, a, is it mandatory? Well, I haven't seen one without it. I've seen them all bent up and jacked up. Oh. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah. Wow, Mansfield Bar. That's probably something people are going to be like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. that. Yeah. Huh. That's yeah, how I feel that's, now. It's like, you know, when you're going out to, to buy a new car and you're really interested in one brand, and then suddenly you see that brand everywhere. Everywhere. Everyone's going to be looking at the bumpers of these. Yeah. Trucks. Well, good. <laughs> good. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh-huh. What else you got? Well... I mean, oh, wait a minute. So when was this invented? This, well... You said 19... 19... It happened in 1967. So okay. it was after that. Okay. So I don't know the exact date mm-hmm. that was implemented on, you know, that they must be on all, all trailers. I don't know that date. Gotcha. But... Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, that's, that's too bad. So that actually kind of got me thinking, like, gosh, well... What, what else are there? Like, what other unfortunate stories out there that mm-hmm. had created something positive? Which I ran across that little little lever in the back of people's trunks. Oh, yeah. Some people go, what lever? I don't see any lever. Go out there and check it out. Well, do it carefully. Because mm-hmm. some of them aren't there because of the older vehicles. And guess what? There's a lot of kids that got locked in there and died. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that got kidnapped. And got yeah. locked in there and died. A lot of gangster movies. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and I guess it had it happened frequently. So I'm going to try to t- try to tell you mm. that there was um, a lady named Jeanette Fennel, and her and her husband. And I I don't have the in depth, but look them up. It's a good. These are good stories. Anyways, her and her I want to say children. Um. They were robbed at gunpoint, and they were taken to a remote area where they were they were forced to get in the put in the back of the trunk and taken to a remote area, mm-hmm. um, and where they got robbed. And so, their her husband, I think he found like a a piece of metal or something and flashing or something in the back of the trunk, and he's picking it up and he finds a cable and he's like pulling on it and in the. Oh, unlatches it, mm-hmm. and they get out and call nine one to get help and and to go back and find their kid. It's a good story, scary mm-hmm. story. Yeah, but one of their kids, or or the kid, I can't recall if there was one or two. I believe wasn't with them. It was at the foyer of their house. You know, it was a. It was. It's what people don't think about. Mm-hmm. I want to say that there was there was some uh, safety. And I can't remember when, but they were talking about, you know, trying to knock out a, a brake light or a tail light, you know, something like that. Get into those areas so that you could make it, at least it look to the outside that something is up. Right. Like there's some um, what to do if you're ever kidnapped and thrown yeah. in a vehicle, especially um, 
before the 2000s, you know? Yeah. Um, and that was one of them, try to bust out that light and, and try to wave people down. Some people have done that and saved their lives because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so this, this Jeanette, um, she, after this, after being kidnapped and, and, and all this stuff, she took it upon herself and she, she went out on like a one woman um, fighting crew to make this happen. So oh. it could stop this uh, um, ever occurring um, in, to be ever to get in the situation. Mm-hmm. And um, because of an af- activist, and yep, yeah, got the legislature to do something about yep, it. Yep, they did, and uh, you know, like everything, it takes a while. Like the automobile um, uh, companies, they didn't see a huge benefit in it, mm-hmm. you know. But well, uh, yeah, it's more work for them to do. Sure, right? yeah. But now, how easy is it for them to go? Hey, look at this fancy little thing in the back. If mm-hmm. there ever was a situation, yeah. we got you covered. Yeah. You know, on why my, not be uh, that company? On my Tesla, it has a frunk, right? A front trunk. And it has one of those buttons. Is that right? Because it doesn't have a physical latch, you know, really anywhere. I mean, everything on the car is some sort of digital controller, you know. But, uh, yeah, you pop up that hood and you can see the button right there next to the... I think it's it's illuminated. Now, I haven't stuck a camera in there to see if it's illuminated while it's closed, but I'm, be interesting. I'm guessing that it probably is, but it's very in a very obvious place in the very front. So Yeah, well, you know, back in the day, kids didn't have, like, you know, a bunch of video games. They ran around, they played hide-and-seek, and kids would go in there oh, and yeah. get locked, and it gets so hot in there, and there's no way out. I mean, cars are built tough, too, believe it or not, now, but, oh, my gosh. These were one step down from a Sherman tank, some of these cars back in the day when this stuff was getting invented, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just screwed, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was a, that, that's a good story to really, if you want to, you know, nobody, nobody died on this, this story, so it's, it's a better story. Yeah, but I mean. But it saved so many lives even to, the, to this day. Yeah, the bigger point is that it probably did save so many other lives because now people have some way to escape if something like that right. does happen. And now, you know, criminals have to figure out a different way to, you know, yep. steal you. Yep. <laughs> At least make sure that <laughs> there's no crowbars they, or anything uh, in there so they don't, don't beat you down when they do come out. <laughs> well, they just knock you out first. Yeah. And then they stuff you in there. <laughs> but, you know, you got to thank these people for enduring some... Hardships, mm-hmm. death. Yeah. I think the people are seeing a problem and, and trying to address it. Yeah, you were you were talking earlier before we started the podcast about uh, airbags. Yes, is that's on your list, right? Yeah, shall we get to that I, one? Yeah, well, I mean, it's car related. Yeah, let's let's do All it. Right. Um, what I find interesting is how many recalls there have been. Uh, I had a was it a two thousand? I think it was a two thousand and a two thousand one BMW. Uh, it was like a five series. And in both cases, the airbags were on the recall list. And when I took them in, oh, they yeah. didn't they didn't have to get uh, replaced. But massive recalls. And uh, it, but the safety of an airbag is, you know, it's very obvious that it's it's safe. When it lives. works, it works very very yeah. effectively. So to that, in fact, let let me let's talk about the safety cushion. Okay. Because I do believe that's what it was called <laughs> in the very beginning. This is not the ejector seat. This no. Is the, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. So the gentleman that, uh, that came up 
let's say, if I'm going to say, butcher his name too, John Hat- Hetrick. Okay. John Hetrick. Um, well, so he was inspired in 1952 when his wife and daughter, and he was taking a drive on a Sunday drive down a road, and there was a, a rock in the middle of the road. He swerved to miss, miss the rock, and uh, he ended up in the ditch. And his daughter comes flying towards the dashboard, and and <laughs> I don't know how old you guys are out there, but if you ever are, uh, are you this old where their parents put their hands out to help stop the blow? <laughs> well, that's what the mom and dad did. You know, oh, you know, yes. they put the arm and hands fence out to capture the kid <laughs> so it doesn't like bash its face in on the mm-hmm. dashboard. So that's what they did. But that, that inspired him to come up with some kind of, what did I call that? Safety cushion uh-huh. um, to remedy that from happening. And uh, so... <laughs> I just, it, it makes me think back to when my grandma was driving me. We, she had a, like, one of those big old boat sort of cars. And the kids, we'd have, it's a three, you know, uh, the front seat was just a bench seat. Yep. And so the, the, myself and, you know, one of the cousins would sit there at the front and, you know, we're a hundred pounds, may, you know, maybe. And, you know, she slams on the brakes and she puts her arm out there thinking that she's going <laughs> to prevent us from, right. <laughs> it's like, no, she's no, going to no. get her arm broken four <laughs> yeah, places. Right. And here's the other thing about those <laughs> back so then. These cars, they're about three to four feet away from the dashboard. Yeah. <laughs> right now, it's kind of a cockpit style. Like, yeah. if you're going to go, you got like a foot, and you're going to hit. Yeah. Ow, but no, you didn't pick up speed. <laughs> this car, you're like free in the air. I, I've, my sister and I crumpled up underneath the dashboard on the floorboard before, you know, with the truck. Underneath uh-huh. the truck. But having that distance, you're flying before you yeah. make the impact and yeah. it, it kind of seems a little bit worse at that point yeah that's but funny. uh sorry i've ruined your train of thought <laughs> just it's made okay. me think about my grandma well i think i can't say we're all been there like i said i don't know how old some of we are but but we are but uh you know she may not even have had had might have just been metal on the floorboards you know you don't there's the cars were just made to get you back and forth yeah or that old volvo that my dad had that had the oh. rusted you're just going to go just, straight through. Yeah. There is no be part of the There's no crumple zone. We are the crumple yeah. zone. If anything's going to crumple yeah. to save you, it's you. Yeah. yeah. You are the you are the the softest part of the whole car. Absolutely. <laughs> Nothing gives. Oh my That's heavens. Funny. But anyways, John Hetrick, he's he he, he um was inspired in 1952 to to come up with the safety cushions. Now, I think he tried to get it going and nobody was interested in it. You mentioned all these recalls. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just just think about trying to implement these and... and where was they the didn't safety work. cushion mounted? I, I don't know where they, they, they had it. At, at, it's like bubble wrap on the interior. I don't know where they had them at first, but some of them weren't deploying on time. Oh. God forbid that you it didn't deploy on time. You hit your head on the dash <laughs> and then it redeploys. <laughs> but you know, so That's or funny. you know, sometimes you know, it deployed when it shouldn't. You know, we probably heard a lot about it, people oh, busting yeah. noses and creating issues. So I feel today we're pretty good with the airbag. That's the new name mm-hmm. as we called it, but the airbag seems relatively safe and and reliable and on on top of a seat belt that's pretty decent too. Mm-hmm. Well, and they have airbags not just front oh airbags, but you know, curtain airbags on the sides to 
I'm so glad you said that because yes, there have not only do we feel pretty good about airbags, we've also adapted them everywhere. And in 2006, I heard that they they started putting them on motorcycles. Oh, and I've even recently in the last year or two, who knows how long they've been there, saw that now they have walking airbags for people that fall. <laughs> yes. So airbags are now for just about everything. I saw there is a bicycle helmet yes, that sir. deploys as an air, it's an airbag helmet. Yes. And it, it senses that you're going, that you are falling and it deploys before you make impact. And God forbid if it's on a real sharp rock. Yeah. You know, but still, it, <laughs> yeah, it's something that happens true, huh? fa- that fast. I mean, yeah. it's, it's but that it's, fast. I, I want to say it's like a pretty big collar thing that you have to wear. But it gives you, you know, it kind of frees up your vision and, and you know, your spatial awareness, having yep. your ears free and other stuff. And so you can, you know, look around and not... And now, that, now it's for your whole body. And, and the, other, the other thing is that um, it doesn't... So... Uh, sometimes helmets are heavy on your head. And so sometimes the, the weight of that helmet uh, upon impact actually creates more weight for your head oh. to whiplash. And so having this airbag um, mounted more around your collar area versus your head allows your head not to take such yep. a whiplash. You get to be so. a packing peanut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> it's... Like your, your mother, you know, wrapping you in bubble, bubble wrap. <clears throat> she was onto something. Excuse me. Yep. Yeah. So, Yeah. <laughs> airbags so yeah. the, there it, it, now mind you some of these from death that's that's bad but still you know they had a in any it's not like back in the day especially that was probably a bad little accident that they had you know nobody died that's good but it's still tragic mm-hmm. i've been in one accident and uh and that was with your brother when i was 16 and I still freak out a little bit about it, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so I, I know that, uh, you know, that's a big deal. And, yeah. and thank goodness he was smart enough to think about something and do something that would protect uh, somebody else. Well, these engineers, you know, this John Hetrick guy says that he's an engineer. Just look at the wiki page. Yep. And, yeah, it's, it, you know, it's like uh, some people just are quick to identify a problem that exists out there and... You know, I, I think you, it, you being the inventor type, you probably see this stuff all the time. Like, oh, I think I can make this better or I can improve on this particular idea. I get to do that a little bit at work. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but it's funny you say that because a lot of these people, which I'm going to jump to since we're talking automobiles. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when I was looking up things, oh my goodness, I was looking up tragedies and, and things that have a lot of deaths involved there or, or, or maybe not even deaths, but a lot of uh, uh, accidents are involved. And and I keep running into automobile things, automobile inventions. And, 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 you know, I I wanted to break it up a little bit, but, you know, it makes sense because automobiles create so many uh, accidents. And so it makes sense. So, of course, I had to get, go to the, the, um, the seatbelt. Mm-hmm. And so um, when you were talking about it, he was an engineer. It's, it's, it's weird how these, some of these people had these issues, had certain issues because of their field. And they got to make it into something. So, um, so let's just say this. I'm going to, when it comes to the, the seatbelt, 
it wasn't it wasn't necessarily it was invented back in the day i think it was back in 1853 uh, but it wasn't made for automobiles this was made for uh keeping pilots in their gliders and this is like i think this is even 50 years before the wright brothers took off in their little flight but they needed a strap or a belt to keep people in mm -hmm. and so so when it was invented it wasn't necessarily due to a bunch of tragic things. I'm sure they kept bashing themselves into yeah. to the, the plane. You're saying when, when people were pursuing flight, this is one of the safety mechanisms but, that they <laughs> included before the, flying? Right. Yeah. It's like, so, but that's, that's, that's where yeah. they came up with, with mm -hmm. that. Now, uh -huh. now let, me, let me look at my notes here, though. That's funny. So let me, let me jump to 1956. So. Okay. In 1956, it was said that there was 40,000 um, uh, people that are, are dying from car accidents. Mm -hmm. And and so back in that time, um, mind you, that was 56. I think it was in 1965. I'll get back with, with you on that one. 19, um, 1960, I think it was actually 1961, that they actually started going, listen, we, we got to start implementing some seatbelts mm -hmm. in in cars and i think it might even been wisconsin was the first state to actually jump on board in and and make and, it law and make it oh, law okay. right wait a minute law to have them in the vehicle or to use them <laughs> <laughs> to be fair i don't think they made it law to use them until i was a kid yeah yeah that, <laughs> that's, that's what funny. i was thinking yeah i didn't even think about yeah, that yeah yeah. <laughs> well, because our childhood, I mean, we we're riding all the time without having a seatbelt. Oh yeah. You know, there was a there was a time I remember. You know, we were like kind of arguing with my grandma about not wanting to wear the seatbelt, and there were times where you know maybe this is news to my parents <laughs> as they're listening to the podcast <laughs> that uh, she didn't force us to wear them, and uh, and and I remember even my my grandpa's pickup truck didn't have to wear seatbelts in that very often, and then of course back in those days we'd sit in the the bed of the truck. Right. <laughs> yeah. Go bouncing around. Yeah. Uh, quick story. So um, uh, a mutual friend of ours, um, we were, I want to say this was, I was like maybe middle school, maybe probably younger than middle school. My dad was driving and we were in this big type of like moving truck and no seatbelts in the, in the front, at least none that we were using. And we come around a corner and from a stop sign, we were, we were just pulling out into the, um, in, onto the road, and the, <laughs> the passenger door flies open, and the, our mutual friend falls out the side of the truck. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure he recalls the story, but... Um, but as I, it was told yeah, to him or as like, he remembered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's because the seatbelts existed, but we weren't really forced to you know, wear them. So it's funny, though. So some of them I found out that well, we didn't have seatbelts. We didn't have seatbelts. Well, we didn't have seatbelts. Oh, bullshit. We yeah. had seatbelts. They were just tucked underneath it. Go <laughs> yeah. well, out there like, oh, my gosh, they're there. They're actually there, you know. Yeah. But, you know, it, it was. That's uh, oh, funny. There, that number one, that, uh, that, excuse me, not number one, that invention alone. I don't even think you could calculate the lives. Oh, sure. Yeah. That that had saved alone. What was the state that. That made it law to include them? It was Wisconsin made Wisconsin, it a re okay. yeah, requirement to have seatbelts in all their cars by 1961. Okay, interesting. But mind you, and that was 1961. It's crazy to me that the, 
it might seem like, oh, well, it was in 56 back, it had 40,000 deaths. The time it takes for somebody to actually make it happen, some of them, something tragic happens and it takes a few years for it to implement. That's a long time. Yeah. To, to actually get it going. But, but this, mind you, this took years before somebody thought it's a good idea at all. <laughs> you know, you know, if in '56, mm-hmm. you know, they're th- they they have the data of so many people are are deaths per year is forty thousand car accidents, and it was that many years that they go, oh, wait a minute, mind you, it's still not implemented throughout the whole country at this point. Mm-hmm. This is like the first and. But I guess... Well, think about the cars, though. You are talking earlier about how, like, stout these cars were. They're heavy. They're, you know, the metal that they're made with is really, really strong. There are no crumple zones. Like you were saying, you mm-hmm. are the crumple zone. Yeah. And not having a seatbelt, once that car makes an impact, everything in the car that's not <laughs> belted down is going to continue to go until it makes impact. Yeah, your steering wheel and your teeth is what slows <laughs> down the impact of your head hitting the I, freaking dash. I want to say, my so gosh. for a, a while, my dad was a, a letter carrier, worked for the post office. And in and I could be totally misremembering this, but I remember him talking about one of the safety courses that they that they had. And they said not to put the visor, the sun visor, tilted towards your head oh if you're going to tilt it it's got to be towards the windshield away from you because of the impact just having a a car accident where your head moves into it you can split open your skull and i thought well the seatbelt's supposed to prevent that but i'm not sure that a because i don't know when the shoulder strap seatbelt came into play but just having your waist strap down your whole upper body is still going to go forward yep <laughs> so at least your corpse will still be within the vehicle <laughs> yes yeah right exactly <laughs> you're not going to be through so, the windshield so here's another thing that i did have learned been trying to learn th- bad things that happen to people mm-hmm. so it doesn't happen to me learn through other people so there's a gentleman uh his name is ron and we call him Wheelchair Ron because he's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And does he, he like that nickname? I th- he might have been the one that brought it up. <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, he has it on his wheelchair. <laughs> wheelchair Ron, right here. <laughs> uh, but uh, super duper freaking awesome dude. Like he has a Pantera car. I mean, super cool. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'll just say it. Trying to figure out what's appropriate <laughs> he, he, to say here. He is the guy you want to take to a nudie bar. <laughs> he's a freaking chick magnet. Oh, but funny. anyways, mm-hmm. uh, anyways, he's a he's an awesome dude. Um, but he was telling me about. I mean, he has all these sports cars, uh, hmm. Corvettes, and anyways, he was in his Mustang, and he had gotten a car accident. He was drinking and driving, and he hit mm. something. And his his wheelchair in the back come flying forward and ripped his ear off. Oh no! And so he was in the hospital as he was here, and it go this, his ear getting sewed back on, going pop pop, <laughs> pop pop. That's it. The needle going through his ear, uh-huh. zip. And wow. the cops are standing there because he screwed up and was an idiot drinking and driving. It's him, you know, 
telling a story that wasn't good to him, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. he obviously learned some stuff. And, uh, then I did too. And, and it was, and, and I've heard of several things after that is bolt your crap down. It's in your car. Mm-hmm. I even heard that, um, people that have, uh, uh, stuff in the back, like not just their stuffed animals, but they have, uh, what was it? Kleenex box. Not, not, not just a, a cardboard box, uh-huh. but they have these black plastic Kleenexes. <laughs> Why are they have them back there? And God, <laughs> no idea. But that alone, I don't know the speed, but come back and could cut you open, knock yeah. you out. And I and my vehicles have things bungeed down just because, yeah. God forbid, you get you don't know what one a one pound thing in the back or a groceries in the back that could come flying forward or what a two pound block of cheese could do to you. Yeah. Well, okay, so back to my grandpa's truck. You couldn't see his dash. He had so many things. Do you remember his his pickup? You're talking about the red Ford? Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh, totally. <laughs> Foot and a half of play just yeah. to try to go, go to... straight down the road. Uh, I remember pulling trees down when he was like sawing trees and we'd hook a, a chain to the back of yeah. the truck and I'd go one way and he'd, <laughs> he'd try and follow it this other direction and I'd try to pull it away from the house, that, their cabin that they had. Anyway, long story. Um, but in, in this case, he, he's got all these things on the dash like you couldn't see the dash because he had so many different tools and like metal objects yeah 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 i i mean you run into that kind of stuff it goes flying within your cabin it does you're done so Mm -hmm. just listen to some people if somebody's willing (laughs) to tell you a shitty story that happened to them yeah listen a little bit yeah (laughs) yeah that's funny yeah, but, I think, yeah. <laughs> well, so, you know, it kind of went, because those were all kind of vehicle-related yeah. inventions and stuff. Um, I, I was going to take a dive off of the vehicle sure. one, and I was going to go back to, and th- I thought this was pretty interesting because there's a little bit of, of state pride here. Okay, I'll just tell you. So, <laughs> In Oregon? Or, in, yeah. We have state pride? Well... I can now. <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe this will pull us all together. <laughs> all those Californians that moved up to Oregon, they still don't <laughs> have any state right here. So, if you, have you heard about Saw Stop? Uh, yes, I have heard. Mm-hmm. So, so what what it is? If you haven't heard about it out there, is it's a table saw, and and it, and it has, it's an automatic braking system on it that will put this thing to from i don't even know how many rpms to stopped i mean i've seen it happen mm-hmm. and again i don't know how it doesn't break the machine or engine out of it it so dro- stops abruptly so look it up online it's scary but cool at the same time they do some tests with mm-hmm. a hot dog and it barely breaks the skin on a hot dog wow. and what it is is there's something on it that detects like your human flesh. It's more to it. It's scientific stuff that reads that when your your skin touches that blade, so you you will have to touch it, <laughs> and it will stop. And oh, makes my hands sweat just thinking about it. I got some pictures up here. Oh my gosh, those have it. I, those are way reasonable. Way, <laughs> Dave's shopping for a, I, <laughs> a I, table I, saw. I, I am and. Mm. They were ten thousand oh, dollars. Wow. The ones I was looking at, and I will say, cheap one is like nine hundred bucks. I was gonna, yeah. I see them right here. Yeah, there's six of them. 
ranging from 3500 down to six, 800 900 bucks 600 bucks i have a ryobi table saw and i never use it because um it, it freaks me out <laughs> that thing is is going so fast it, it putting anything through it i've shot like wood off of that blade yep and it has one of those um cover things so that it, it comes down on top of whatever it is that you're you're slicing up but it freaks me out so i, I never i never use it <laughs> so i don't know if anybody's ever seen a shop teacher that has all their digits <laughs> and if you kids say my shop teacher has all their digits go back mm-hmm. go back and pay him a visit now and, and recount because <laughs> it just happens i think mm-hmm. in time if you play long enough in in my what i work for it's not wood but it's metal but i hear the exact same stories mm-hmm. and it's i think the word mangle is what we use it's dis- it's disturbingly bad so um this is amazing amazing i can't i don't even know maybe they did tell us hold on give me one second um they say that they do say that 10 there are about 10 digits per day in america lost by on a table saw wow that's a lot yeah i I don't sorry i'm sorry that seems like it's a lot (laughs) um and and, in using these um my shop teacher that first time i was in woods class gave us the lowdown was missing a digit mm-hmm. might have been missing two but missing a digit for sure and sure enough he says you got to watch out because it also kicks things back mm-hmm. and he goes look and sure enough and i'm talking about 20 feet behind us there's holes in the wall where they've yeah. stuck mm-hmm. these things are serious tools you need them mm-hmm. but oh my gosh yeah you, no matter how safe you are you got to be cautious it's it's always these smaller objects that I'm trying to cut um, that freak me out. Like if like okay, so maybe I, I mismeasure by an inch. I just got to shave off an inch off. No, 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 no. That's that's where it becomes really dangerous because you can't you can't grip the other side. Yep. Like if it's big enough, you can feed it through and separate it off. But if it's too small. Well, that's where you lose a digit or that's lose right. an eye. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it freaks I me out. I will have to tell you, that's why it's such a big deal to me, mm-hmm. not just in the workplace, but when you're at home, especially when you're at home, because that's when you get complacent. Mm-hmm. Uh. Wear your peep your personal protective equipment because it might save you. But anyways. Well, okay, so tell me, is it so, is this, is SawStop, is it this actual uh, manufacturing company? Is it, or is it the feature within the saw? Do you know? Well, um, well, I think it's just this company. Yeah. But so yeah. it's in Tualatin, Oregon. They were founded in 2000. Oh. And, um. That's amazing. Yeah. Patented automatic braking system. Oh, I can't believe it took them this long, 2000. Yeah. Well, I mean. That's a lot of trauma. Yeah. A lot of, I mean. <laughs> And, it, you know, it's never a finger that you don't use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so funny. I mean, it's not funny, but no. since I'm not going to use mine anymore, I'm going to try and keep my digits. I, that's one of the biggest things I cringe about mm-hmm. when people, I have a, I'll happily call him an ex-friend because he's a dill hole, <laughs> not uh-huh. a good guy to his ex-wife at all. So mm-hmm. this dill hole I knew. Um, he was running a little, 
a planer. Okay. You know a planer is? Mm-hmm. So if you don't know, it's if you have a board, let's say it's one, it's one inch thick, and let's say you want to bring it down to five eighths, and it also, and and you can run it, run this board through, and it'll just pull it all the way through, and it'll clean it up, make it look real nice for you too. Well, here's the other thing on all these things that get you, are gloves. Mm-hmm. Well, he was wearing a glove, and it pulled the glove in, oh. and took his finger with it. Oh no! I don't know how many times I've heard people's gloves mm-hmm. wearing their. PPE, but guess what? They were wearing the wrong mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So yeah, you oh don't want to wear gosh. neckties either. Okay, son. She <laughs> talked about that. I have to do it because mm-hmm. I'm a safety idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, I lanyards. Mm-hmm. So I used to have to wear lanyards all the time because of some of the events I did. I have to have IDs and all this stuff. And so I would go out and get a cool lanyard. So I remember back in the day, I think I spent $35, which was expensive back in the day, on this Oakley lanyard. Cool as hell. And I even made jokes like, dude, yeah, and if I ever get stuck, I can always use this thing to pull myself out the ditch. (laughs) I might be able to. It's tough as hell. Uh So my boss, old boss of mine, about six, seven years ago, told me about a gentleman that was wearing a lanyard and for his ID for his job. It was a lanyard like that and uh, that I had, and he was running an auger. And augers was an automatic drilling uh, machine that drills in the earth. And his lanyard got wrapped around that, mm. and, and it killed him. Wow. They have lanyards that break away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get yourself breakaway lanyards, guys. <laughs> because, and I do not wear that one ever again. Yeah. So I, um, I don't work, typically I don't work around stuff that would uh, get something like that stuck. But we have breakaway ones in, in education, mainly because if there's some sort of altercation with a student a or whatever, tussle. a tussle, then um, you don't want them to be able to use that against That's right. you. And so, yeah, they have breakaway lanyards which by the way is a pain for me sometimes because in some cases i do get it stuck um because my keys and my badge and everything are on the lanyard and so i'll I'll reach to unlock a door and then it breaks off as i'm trying to unlock the door and then like everything falls off and i it's a it's kind of a pain but i can understand how it could save me (laughs) i know but guess what i didn't even think about that yeah i Mm -hmm. made sure i got a cool one though because i wore one all the time yeah and i do that stuff well you need a clip-on tie if you're gonna see there you go that's smart that's your safety yeah (laughs) all right Uh, so so hey i happen to have something else that is 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 different mm -hmm. than than a uh than a, a car or a driving thing so okay and and so I want to talk about the telegraph. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I like that technology. So so here I'm going to try to get this right. Um let me let me read this here. Mhm. I wanted to make sure I get his name in here. It might be in here somewhere. I can't find it. I have to tell you his name at the end here. Mm-hmm. So there was this gentleman and he was a he's a he was a professional painter and he'd have to go commission his work out back in the day and he'd drive around and he would he would uh, paint for money well when he was driving this is back in the day and and uh when he was uh when he was driving around had heard 
that his wife was, was feeling ill. So he had, you know, turned around, packed up his business, and he's like, all right, I'm heading home. Well, by the time, you know, he got home, it found that she was passed and buried. Yeah. Whoa. So back in the day, stuff was, time was a little bit slower. Yeah, it and, takes a lot longer to get stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and this, I mean, this, this broke, broke up the guy. I mean, it devastated him, you know, I mean, it's his wife and he just thought she was ill. He didn't know that he wasn't, he wasn't expecting that to find her dead and buried when he came home. I mean, just maybe ill. Um, so that had inspired him to uh, come up with the telegraph. His name was Samuel Morse. Mm-hmm. You might have heard about him. Yeah. And I couldn't imagine the, even today, if, if I've heard, you know, I've, I've gotten the call, luckily I got a call mm-hmm. that, uh, and, and, and I'm guessing that he had gotten a tele, I mean, a telegram mm-hmm. um, saying that his wife was ill. But me, I'm at work and I'm like, oh my gosh, you get a phone call and I have a cell phone, but let's say I can't still get there. I know I could get there in 15, 20 minutes and just getting there and I'm just concerned and nervous that something's going to be happening, you know but maybe not even the worst. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy, it takes so much time to get from A to B in the country. You know, if you go, like, you remember the traveling salesman? Oh my gosh, they'd be gone weeks before they ever come back home. Yeah. Do I dare even say months? Mm-hmm. Um, but for him to get, you know, a telegram, something bad had to happen. They had to write it. The good Lord knows the time <laughs> it takes to get... I don't even know what the time it takes to get it now. Well, think of all the different uh, delivery methods that were in use way back. You right. know, I mean, they were even using pigeons to, yeah. you know. <laughs> that would have been quicker. That would have been quicker. At this point. But, <laughs> yeah. is, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm speculating mm-hmm. here, but mm-hmm. who's to say that when he got it and said, oh, she's ill. Yeah. That she had already passed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so he's going, oh, gosh, I got to get home to my baby. I'm going to, I don't know. I'm, I don't know what you're saying. But you know he loved her to death because he's packed up and heading home because he found she's ill. Yeah. And like any good dude that, that loves their person, they're going to be just devastated. And guess what? This guy is a, I, 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 I think he's an artist, okay? And okay. I kind of think an artist and engineer kind of, okay? okay. So understand we talked a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he said, F that. I need to know. People deserve to know. People need to. Uh, what if he could have said something to her? You know, I don't know what he was going through. Mm-hmm. But he did, dang it, he did something about it. And yeah. it changed our entire life today. Well, okay, so I'm bringing up a picture of, uh, of the early uh, telegraph uh, machine. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yep. Huh. And. Yeah. Okay. So uh, tell me. Okay. So most people know Morse code. Well, I'm okay. Let me back up. They don't know Morse code, but they know of, of Morse code. Morse code. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not, just because I came up with that or found this, it doesn't mean I know a whole lot about it, mm-hmm. but everybody, oh, I can't say everybody because nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Back in when I was a kid, I used to get these little crappy walkie-talkies that have yeah. all the dashes and dots on them, That's and right. people would speak by dashes and dots. And I'm gonna—I don't know what it is, but if you go click, click, mm-hmm. 
and then hold it longer as a dash and click, 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 click. Mm -hmm. That would create letters. And then you could, in fact, make a code that you could decipher what, um, uh, what, what, what the, what the saying is, you know, like that, uh, that Christmas story. Yeah. With the, with the, the, what is that? The, oh my goodness. I can't remember that the cocoa was, but, um, Oh, Ovaltine? Ovaltine. Drinker <laughs> Ovaltine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But anyways, they had a little code that they had to decipher. It's just like that. A Christmas story. A Christmas story. Yeah, I just watched that recently. In fact, there's a continuation of the Christmas story with an uh, older version of Ralphie, the same actor, and a lot of the same uh, child actors in the movie. What? And yeah, it's called A Christmas Story Christmas. And I watched it on HBO Max just uh, last night. Yeah, and Ralphie, it's so funny because he's old, well, older, and you can tell he's that was that's definitely Ralphie. He looks so much like his well his child persona I'm now. Have to look into that now, he sounds. I mean, he's got a deeper, raspier vo- voice. That's an, and that kind of threw me off a little bit. But just appreciating the original Christmas story like movie, mm-hmm. I, this kind of warmed my heart a little bit. Of course, <laughs> I don't think the acting was great. Of course, but the story, I still, I, I really enjoyed it. But it's so funny because yeah, he had got his little decoder ring. <laughs> and, and listening yes. to the radio show and he's trying to figure out what the secret uh you know message is from uh is it orphan annie the show orphan annie is it uh, yeah i think you might be right the, and, the the radio show yeah the radio show and he's the so excited because he, he's been waiting in the mail to get this thing and then suddenly you know they announce what the code is uh on the radio and he's been taking like, weeks so to do this too. An- anticipation and then it says Drink your Ovaltine or something like it was that. A damn commercial. <laughs> damn commercial. It was pissed. Yeah, it's so funny. So, yeah. so about the Telegraph, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 with a lot of these, something bad really happened to happen for them to think about, mm-hmm. and you know, that was enough to spiral him into thought. And boy, did he! Yeah. Uh, well, I find this interesting because it is about uh, communication, speeding communication up. It's a it's a code system, so. You know, one one little dot represents something, and a dot and a dash represent something else. And you know, there's it's segmented, and you can you know communicate much faster with it. One of the things that I had seen was the uh, the barcode system that we have. Oh, yeah, is is, is based on a similarity to Morse code, but it's a little bit more like the inventors had kind of looked at Morse code as a, a method of encoding you know, uh, information in a barcode to speed up shopping and labeling and that sort of thing. And so those, there's a whole bunch of different barcodes that are in use now. QR codes, probably the most recent yeah. one. And we use that a lot in the pandemic. You know, you go to a restaurant, they don't give you menus. They say, That's scan, right. scan the code. And now your, your Assuming smartphone... Assuming that we have a freaking smartphone <laughs> on us. <laughs> well, so... In a land that homeless people have smartphones. Well, it's interesting because before, uh, the phones required you to have an app to use the camera to take a snapshot of, of, the, of the barcode and then it would send you, send you to a website or give you a message or whatever. And during the pandemic, most of the smartphone manufacturers and software uh, you know, operating systems just integrated it into the camera. So the camera automatically, the camera app automatically detects 
uh, right. QR code and right. will automatically give you a choice to yep. you know follow the link to a website or whatever. Right. But that the whole barcode thing was straight genius mm-hmm. in itself. But it makes you wonder, did it take this for, for us to get there? Or if this didn't happen, I believe yeah. we would have gotten there somehow, but mm-hmm. how, how much further along down? I mean, or was this even tied well, into it? But think about this even in the military, how they would communicate in the Navy with light blinking across, you know, really, really vast mm-hmm. distances. Right. Uh, You're right. With that light, saved people's lives being able to yeah, communicate that way. Huge, right. huge jump in, you know, in, in I, I don't even know All if he would he say. because he wanted to be able to communicate with his wife. Yeah. Quicker. Yeah. Huge jump in, in technology and in methods of communication for sure. And of course, it's like every other invention, there's that sort of inspires another level right. of something or other, you know? It is easy, way easier to build off of another one's invention to tweak it or, or 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 make it into something else continue com- completely different you know yeah so i mean it's it's e- in fact it is easier the hard part is just having the thought in the first place mm-hmm. and then and then and yeah. then do i dare even say that you know it's the people that are willing to take that thought and go further because there's so many good thoughts out there but nobody freaking wants to listen to it. So what's more important, the people mm-hmm. that have the thought or the people that are willing to that can do something with it can take it and... Isn't that the biggest struggle, though, with inventors is not having the capital or the connections in order to take whatever the invention is to the general public? Right. There should be a, a building, a real one, not just a TV show that you have an invention. Hey, yeah, I got an invention. Yeah, I... I I get zero out of it. I would love to get uh, 3% of whatever the hell you guys could do with it. And they mm. look at it and go, okay, they got to be able to buy it or something that could see value in something. Mm. Because there are way more things out there that is thought up on a daily or an hourly basis than what all the brainiacs are getting paid to on purposely think those things. Mm. All this stuff that doesn't get it come to light. Now, with that said, there are a lot of stupid ideas out there. <laughs> and we some should that, have them all at our fingertips. Some that are really uh, just impractical. Uh, I think about some of the ideas that I had as a kid. Now, I was, you know, an inventor type of, of kid, very creative. I love to take things apart, figure out how things would work. Uh, but in, in practical terms, how you could use it for anything in the world, not terribly practical. But that gave me a foundation of creativity that I kind of have, you know, carried on to today. Mm-hmm. Now, whether I have the resources to take what I've drawn up on paper or whatever and take it into the marketplace, that's a different story. Uh, I know you've got some experience in this particular area. It's like, how do you get all of the other legalistic stuff that an inventor doesn't normally... That's not their expertise. You know, like all of the patent information and yeah. funding and how do you get it to the marketplace? All, those are all things that typically an inventor... When nobody cares sure about, about it but you. Yeah, when no one cares. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter if it is a fantastic idea, if it could benefit the whole world. You're, you're, everybody going into it or has these ideas nobody cares about it but you Mm -hmm. and that goes with these people that are that wanted to get the the um 
the what was that called the cushion whatever <laughs> yes uh-huh. uh, the anyways the airbags going you know some of these people people had to fight to get this shit going it's important same thing with a trunk mm-hmm. release inside you had to fight to show the purpose yeah we're the ones paying for you guys to exist we buy your cars we want to make it safer you want us to keep buying your cars mm-hmm. you know how about you know we shouldn't have to fight that it should be a what else you got bring it all to us mm-hmm. you know you can't none, like you said some of them are stupid but my guess is that there are some people out there who have the means to to do this sort of thing uh, but that's just not the area that they spend most of their time in yeah you know yep uh, I, there's probably some networking thing out there that we're not aware of uh where inventors can network with other people who can help with the process that doesn't cost them tons of money so, yeah. uh, anything else on your list or should we wrap it up? Well, you know, we could probably wrap that up. All right. You know, I think it's kind of, kind of, uh, at the end there, we were talking a little bit about the inventions that we came up and then what the other people took from some of those inventions. And mm-hmm. I think we should have another show about, Hey, we got this invention over here, but it didn't freaking start with yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. That, that's. Uh-huh. That stuff that we use to like kill uh, uh, insects and and to peel paint off of buildings, yeah, we put that in your milk. Yeah, <laughs> for good reason. We'll get back to you why. Uh, but funny. no, I'm just making yeah. that up. I think you think, but uh, but you know, there's a lot of inventions out there, but that didn't yeah. start. With I've that, so. I've got a list, so maybe our next show we do. Some I think more that'd be a good one. I'm we'll I'm do really a curious. part part two part dose part two. <laughs> How many, yeah, how many English, or languages do you speak other than English? Seven or eight. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening and watching the show. Uh, tell a friend. Help us grow the audience. That'd be great. You can find more information on our website. Uh, Never2Series.com. And social media at the NTS Podcast on Twitter, Getter, and Parlor. Until we see you next time. Take care. And be safe.